0: welcome to the optional boss podcast another episode with your host josh and tyler
1: i am the other host that is here and i am also happy to be here
0: don't sound so enthusiastic
1: i've (laughs) had a long day
0: this is fair
1: i've done i've done a lot of driving and because i've done a lot of driving i've done a lot of singing so i might sound a little bit raspy and uh I arrived
0: I mean anyone who says that they don't sing during a long car rides is a damn liar can this can we just true. throw that out
1: there Yep, yep. no one needs to be talented to be alone in the car and having a good time oh hell no 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 but uh, when your good time lasts for about six hours of your day it starts to have some repercussions
0: <laughs> you start going a little insane
1: yeah so uh yeah if I sound a little a little bit weathered uh you know it's just' because I had a great time
0: that's uh that's understandable i, I don't think anyone could blame you for that
1: I would hope not that would be rather rude of them but uh now that I am here uh what you been doing what you playing something something that's not a mori
0: yeah something that isn't a mori although I've been really tempted to go through another playthrough i'm I'm not gonna lie but uh okay. i've uh I've been dabbling into some Dark Souls 2 against all my uh, (laughs) knowledge about it forcing me not to.
1: Is it knowledge or is it opinion, though? Because I've heard a lot of the whole, like, you know, it's the worst one in the series. But then you have the other side of the argument where it's good. It's just the worst game in the series. Um, So, on a factual level, from what you played, like, how is it?
0: So... I'm I'm very mixed. So one one thing I do know is is I'm gonna get through it. I'm I'm gonna finish it off. Just to say that I've played all the Dark Souls games, and I I can be content with that. But it's so jarring. It's it's so weird. Like I I I don't even know how to describe it properly. But like even your your rolling feels very very different. You don't have the same like same kind of iframes that you do in Dark Souls 1 or 3 or even Bloodborne. Like if if we take those and I'll I'll toss in Elden Ring. They they all feel kind of similar in that sense and Souls 2 just feels very I don't understand how I'm getting hit half the time. And as for the level design, it is very kind of chaotic. Like one of the shortcuts that I came across and th- this is just a going to be a great example so i ran down inside the building and i opened a door and the door opens to a hole okay that's fine it's it's we've we've all seen those houses in those subdivisions that they've built where it's like why is there a door there
1: right i was more so thinking about the uh the oh so inviting hole in sen's lair but you know subdivisions that's that yeah yeah too.
0: yeah I, I wasn't thinking of a sen's, sen's fortress but uh So you you open this this door, and you're just facing a wall, and then it's this big hole that if you drop anywhere in, you're dead. So up above, there's a ledge, and that is the, the shortcut to the area. And you have to line yourself and roll into the wall so you land just on the edge of where that door opened. And that's how you get into it. So half the time, you're rolling off.
1: So you're telling me that Dark Souls 2 is a kaizo?
0: Yes. And also, there's a lot of times that you enter a room, and depending on where you step, it's not so much like an enemy sees you, it's, oh, he's here now, let's alert everyone, and they come at you, and they just like forcing these waves of enemies at you.
1: That's, I mean, in Dark Souls 1, which is the one that I have the most experience with, they kind of acknowledge you but they they're a little bit more polite about their approach like you can get a mob on you but usually it'll be like in a group of six you'll have like the two looking at you at the front and they'll kind of look towards you Well, the other ones are just kind of be standing at the ready waiting for you to get too close
0: yes and where this being the case you enter the building and enemies from like three rooms over are coming at you they don't see you, they just know you're there and they all come dashing at you.
1: Feels a little bit more video gamey.
0: A lot. It's like they understood that people like the difficulty, but they didn't understand why they like the difficulty.
1: Yeah, they made a hard game, not a good game.
0: Yeah. Where Dark Souls 1 and 3 are hard games and they're good. Now, as for, is Dark Souls 2 good? I mean, it's it's Fine, in a sense, is it a good Dark Souls game. Hell no, but is it a fine game? Yeah, it's 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 fine. It has a lot of flaws though.
1: I'm gonna I'm gonna touch on something that'll no doubt come up again in the future, but uh, Dark Souls two or Axiom Verge two
0: for which which one's better?
1: Not no. just which one to see making you feel things more.
0: Uh, Dark Souls 2 is causing rage, which I don't usually get in the Souls games.
1: (laughs) That is a feeling. I will give you that. So that
0: is a feeling. Um, Axiom Verge 2, where I wasn't too thrilled with the end product, Uh, I can still recognize I had a good time with it. Where Dark Souls 2, I'm doing it purely out of uh bragging rights i guess
1: just just some self-imposed obligation to complete this picture that is the souls franchise
0: yes i I feel like because i've had so much fun with the other games i feel like i kind of owe it to myself to actually get through this one
1: i just want to like i would like to try them all maybe not two. maybe i'll just look at that one from afar and go neat um But as much as it doesn't tempt me much, I'll probably give Sekiro a try one day. Uh, And I do want to play Dark Souls 3, given the uh, very strong reputation. And I feel like I need to play Elden Ring before all of them, because I'm getting a little worried that Elden Ring's starting to have the same appeal to me as... Now, when I say this, I am not comparing these (laughs) games. That is an Uh important point to make here.
0: Oh, no. Um,
1: So my example with this is uh, Red Dead Redemption 2. And I absolutely loved the first Red Dead Redemption game. It's probably one of the only games that I actively participated in. It's online, and it was just kind of fun to just ride a donkey in the Wild West. Um, But anyway, the zombie expansion, fantastic. So I was really excited for Red Dead 2. And then it came out. And then I didn't get it. And then I didn't get it. And then by the time I could have... I don't know, it just felt like a lot of work. Yeah. But but with Elden Ring, though, I at least... That's work I want to do. Like, I like chopping wood, so I'm going to go chop me some wood.
0: So, I think there's... Like, yes, they're both big open world games. I think they're... Now, I'm saying this as someone who hasn't even played Red Dead Redemption 1 or 2. Just from what I've seen, it's two very different beasts. Yeah, they're both open world, but Elden Ring, its its world isn't littered with... Like, when, when you look at the map on open world games, you just see an abundance of icons, of things that you can go do, where Elden Ring is, here's the world, here's a map... Go find stuff. And chances are, regardless of what direction you go, you're going to have some kind of sense of discovery.
1: I think the big difference between the two, this is just going to end up turning into a riff on uh, Red Dead Redemption, which is going down a very dangerous direction. (laughs) But um, I think something like Elden Ring, because it... It's not that it doesn't have its plot, but its plot's not what's guiding you. It's the adventures what's guiding you. Is that Elden Ring? You are riding a horse, and Red Dead Redemption is you are on a horse ride.
0: <laughs> this is my yep, differentiating, yep. <laughs> and
1: it makes perfect sense.
0: It really does. That's that's actually kind of hilarious. I, yeah, l- I like but, that. Uh, so. I to, That's my thoughts on it. <laughs> to, to avoid that controversy right now and just kinda of change pace. What have you been up to? Like what what have you been able to play in your limited time?
1: Able to play is a very good way to put it. Yep. Uh I just Want to kill monsters. I purchased the Monster Hunter Rise Sunbreak expansion, finally. I wasn't in any rush to it. It wasn't feeling a Monster Hunter mood. But when I get into Monster Hunter, that's all I care about. And uh, it was on sale, which was surprisingly generous of either Capcom or Nintendo, whoever decided to. Because it's really new, still heavily being supported, and is the more dominant product than base monster hunter rise so you'll see rise on sale a lot but never the dlc and then they finally decided let's make the dlc on sale and i jumped on it and i thought we'll get to it one day i have it now but hey let's boot it up to at least look at it for a minute and now that's all i want to do with the free time i don't have
0: and that's where the downfall back into monster hunter goes
1: my file said I had a hundred hours, and I said that is not enough.
0: no, in especially in comparison to your other uh monster hunter experiences.
1: Yeah, uh, and it's funny because like for me, this is a lot in a game, but I'm sure for more veteran monster hunter players, it's not a great deal, but uh four hundred, five hundred hours well
0: you're you're like a step above a casual when it comes to monster hunter, right you You aren't a casual onlooker. So someone like, when I say casual, I mean someone like me. I don't particularly dabble in the Monster Hunter series, but I have. Onlooker. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, I would say I'm a fan. And that's probably the best way to describe it, because I'm not about to actually get into the great technicals. I have, like, two weapons that I really know And I would like to know more, but I'm still also comfortable with them. I'm not going to be able to tell you busted armor sets are built. I just like hitting things with a hammer.
0: And wearing their skin.
1: I do enjoy wearing their skin, yes. (laughs) Um, Oh, no. That's the thing I just said. uh, (laughs) Yeah, so I can't really speak on that one too much because I've only dived into it for about maybe two hours. But I will say I am loving it and I am eagerly looking forward to more
0: that's uh that's understandable you're, you're gonna have to let me know how that goes cause oh, it's it's good. one I've I've been tempted to hit the the buy button on and I just haven't but I'm so tempted
1: it's I would say considering I've done pre and now post world um Monster Hunter that Rise has to be the most beginner friendly product I can think of
0: which, as someone uh, who is considered a onlooker, I guess that would be kind it of perfect feel, for me.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, it would feel it's a much faster game than the clunky kind of like trudging through molasses kind of style. Which, don't get me wrong, is one of the things that its charm for original Monster Hunter, but it's also probably one of its biggest barriers to entry as well.
0: Yeah. So. But yeah. Speaking that, of being a fan. Yeah. How about we go into our topic at hand? Which is... Uh, I didn't know if you were going to say something there. Uh, that, that was the response. <laughs> yeah. You're uh, terrible at segues. Um, Mindy's. Mindy's or mini indie Mindy's. reviews. God, I uh, hate that, that word and is, I
1: know I'm going to say it more.
0: I know and I hate you for it. <laughs> um, but
1: that... The best part is what I said it, It's is eight you, you know what it is, and it sounds terrible. That's
0: why I hate it.
1: Yeah. Mini indie, not really reviews, but just kind of general overviews, thoughts, and opinions. It is very safe to say, and I'm sure we will give a kind mention beforehand, but uh, some stuff is very likely to get spoiled.
0: Yeah, but, they, um, these are essentially a handful of games that uh, we've kind of picked that we both... Uh, have copies of have both played within the past year I think anyways and we just kind of enjoy and want to have a small discussion about but there's not enough of a discussion for per game so we each have our own notes as standard and uh yeah the the first one that we want to talk about is Astalon Tears of the Earth. Which, technically, is the second in the series. I didn't know this till I started up and it said episode 2.
1: Yeah, I am also on that page, and I'm gonna be honest, it bugs the crap out of me.
0: The, uh, the second episode?
1: Just the fact that, like... And I mean, it's funny because it bothered me even before I found out that I enjoyed the game. Just because... Where the heck? Like, it doesn't even say part 2 in the title and then you're dropping me into this world telling me I am in a sequel to a, like, ongoing tale, it kind of gave me less reasons to be as immersed as I feel like I could be.
0: Now, here's a question, because I haven't actually looked this up. With it being episode two, is episode one, like, a comic or a magna or something? Or is it an actual game?
1: Magna. Um, well, I'm just cracking open this, uh this here manual for the first time and uh it seems to just give you like the opening text crawl that it does when you start the game about the general plot about how once there was a world then there wasn't and it's weird that this is like a nuclear apocalypse story
0: yeah it's it's kind of portrayed in that sense oh no i so so i have my booklet here right now And yeah. it says three heroic explorers wandered the post apocalyptic desert.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: What? <laughs> I, I, I I never got any of that.
1: You missed that? Yeah, no. This takes place in a very distant future where they were suddenly just like knights and wizards. Yeah.
0: No, it takes place in a tower.
1: <laughs> very true, very true. But uh Yeah, so, so
0: just just a bit of background. I mean the story's pretty simple. You and a couple friends go into this tower that is run by, oh god, what are they called? What what are the enemies uh, called? The
1: Gorgons. The I Gorgons, believe. yes. Yes. Yeah, so uh, Greek mythology, Medusa, that kind of stuff.
0: Yeah, kind of almost Castlevania like.
1: Oh, we haven't even got to that. No, part yet. no, we
0: haven't. But there, there's certainly some uh, some hints there, and. Uh, so yeah, three three characters, who you end up controlling all three, enter this tower, and you're looking for the source that is poisoning your town nearby, because so many people are getting sick, and it's the the source is the tower.
1: Gonna be heroes. So One of them.
0: I mean, kind of, yeah, I mainly used one character for, for a good portion of the time.
1: That was actually uh, something I wanted to bring up. Uh, how So, I mean, the core gameplay, I will say, is pretty solid. Anyone who is remotely familiar with Castlevania 3 is... Uh, it's a lot like that, where you have three very different kind of play styles um, that you can not freely swap, per se, um, but you can switch into. Some are going to be more useful for your range scenarios, exploration, what have you. And it is really a solid kind of thing to bring into a metroidvania format but it's very obvious that some characters are gonna outweigh others and that kind of takes away from it a little bit at least for me personally
0: a little bit like i I found some of the scenarios kind of a a pain in the ass to have to trick back so the way that you change characters at least for the first half of the game is you got to go to a well let's call it what it is a bonfire inside the tower
1: bonfire But it's a much cozier bonfire. It is a
0: much cozier bonfire. But uh, it does respawn... uh, Does it respawn the enemies?
1: Uh, I'm pretty sure... Only only
0: if you rest at it.
1: No, I think enemies always respawn per room, but mini-bosses don't. Right. Okay. If I'm not mistaken.
0: So yeah, you you go to these bonfires, and you can swap between your your three characters. And so you you got to... uh, Oh, God, I don't know how these names are actually said. Uh, Arius, who is... Oh, we're
1: actually getting into who they are? Yeah. Oh, dear. Just just
0: because they, they all have their unique playstyle, right?
1: So oh, there's, there's... I just realized something. Uh-oh. I don't know if, like... I don't know how I missed this, actually, initially. Um, uh, There's spoilers on the front of the box.
0: Yes, with the other characters that you can get
1: did not clue into that right away.
0: No, I noticed that as we were sitting here. (laughs)
1: That's hilarious. Yeah, no, because going into this game, I genuinely thought it was strictly going to be the three, and, uh, well, it threw a curveball with me by literally throwing in a guy who wrote a book that turned into a franchise about killing vampires, kind of.
0: Kind of, yeah. So, there's a small spoiler, there's more than three characters in the end. But... Uh, we did say spoilers were yeah, coming. Yeah, we, we, we aren't going to be able to catch them all. But, uh, so yeah, you, you start off with the the first three. You got Arius, who's like... this. He's colored blue. They all, they all seem to represent a color. And uh, he's a warrior, so he has a sword, he has a shield. I don't think the shield really does that much, does it?
1: Not until
0: uh. you get some abilities with it, anyways. Because then you, you you can get abilities and stuff to, uh, to dash around and faster swings and all this kind of stuff as well.
1: I want to say the only thing the shield does until yeah, you actually purchase like a skill upgrade or something for it is it's the only character that has any defense at the start of the game.
0: And then you have Algus, who is a wizard and kind of the main protagonist of the story, I guess we'll say.
1: That would probably be the best way to put it, yeah. The story's kind of I'm pretty sure he's the reason why we're all here.
0: Yeah, in in a sense, I mean, Titans are also a thing in the world, and essentially, Algus has a pact with the devil. I'm not going to try and say his actual name.
1: Oh, it does it have it in here?
0: Yes, it does. Uh, a P-
1: as a Mothothep. Um, where are you in here? The Black Knight. Ge- the most generic of villains.
0: Yes, the Black Knight being the most generic villain ever. Which is, See, is fun.
1: I thought it was funny, you could purchase the um his backstory and it's just like, okay, I still am gonna kill him.
0: I mean his his backstory was okay, this this is gonna be a bit spoilery. Um his his backstory you, you learn in kind of three pieces, right? And you buy it off the devil. Of all things. And we'll get into why that's actually a thing here in a minute. But uh, it's essentially, oh, your son's sick. What do we do? We can't spend the time that he needs for us to make him better. Well, just sacrifice him to the Gorgons. And then he gets his hatred for the village.
1: Hi, we're (laughs) a neighborhood cult and we would like to take your child.
0: (laughs) And it's like, wait. Wait, wait, that's, that's, that's not okay. So... Yeah, get, he'll be a hero. Yeah, it's just, just very strange. Just...
1: Yeah, have, I'm not about to say... The, the plot didn't really win any awards with me. I, I'll i be pretty straight up about that. Yeah. It was serviceable. It gave us a reason to play the game, I guess.
0: It, it worked with this theme. So yeah. get uh, getting yeah. into the whole devil thing, which I've kind of tied into, because it does go into the actual gameplay... Um, Any time that you die, the devil brings you back because he has uh, Algus has a pact with him, and so every time that you attack enemies and all that kind of stuff, you get these orbs, and then you can buy upgrades and all this sort of stuff uh, through through the devil, and then they're, he brings you back to life. The backstory being one of them. Souls. Yeah, they're the enemies they're, they're drop souls. souls. It's it's. Dark Souls. <laughs> how's how's that for a, a weird, turnaround? Talking about Dark Souls at the beginning and tying it into, a game.
1: Well, I mean, I guess it was bound to come up since it has. Souls. Hmm, it does have souls, yes. Uh, souls in its premise, at that as well, and ghosts, which are not souls. Confusingly
0: <laughs> enough. So it is kind of, well, it's, 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 it's a metrovania game anyways. And it's, it's, it's actually quite a bit of fun. The, the combat's fun. Again, I only used Algus for the most part. The girl who I have her name written down here, but I have no idea how to say it. Kylie.
1: Uh, I think it was Kylie. Yeah.
0: Um, She can do the, the wall jumps to get into higher areas and all that kind of stuff. The warrior could just hack and slash and do some dashes. And the mage eventually gets a uh, a kind of gliding cloak so you can make glide jumps. So that was that was kind of neat. He
1: he kind of ends up taking so the game starts off and I would say it's It's a game that's a lot more enjoyable in the beginning portion of it than the later end. Not that it got bad, per se, but uh, it was a lot more fun when each of the characters had their necessity to them. Uh, The free swap was very appreciated. But eventually, yeah, the wizard pretty much covers most of your exploration needs outside of X character. Has to destroy Y gate. Um, Things like that. But where... I would say is in its simplicity, because they definitely went for a very NES-style kind of uh, control scheme, it, it feels really good. It um, does. It really does. It's snappy. It's still kind of weighty. Um, combat is like... I mean, you literally have one attack per character and jumping. It's quite close to a Mega Man game in that simplicity, but it feels good. I will make a complaint, though, that uh, I thought the bosses were way too easy. And for how easy they were, there weren't enough of them.
0: Yes, I I think I can get behind that. And that's just based on the fact, like, when you beat the game, you you can do a boss rush after. And the way the boss rush kind of works is you start it and you fight the first boss just as no upgrades and whatnot. And then once you beat that boss, you're given a room where you can select, you, you get a choice between one or, or, or sorry, two or three items. And then there's some souls around that you can spend on upgrades. And then you're into the next boss. And I think there was only like five or six bosses. And the fact yeah. that without all the upgrades that I had in the main game, I thought it was going to be much more, much harder. But no, it it, I flew through it. Even though you I didn't can, have all the, those upgrades, like you I, can
1: really just spam attacks like crazy, and you don't even have to be that powerful to do insane damage.
0: No, and by spamming, you just have to hold down the attack button, and it just goes, which is nice. It's yeah. it's not constant button mashing. But uh, I think to complete the boss rush on just by messing around, uh, it was twenty six minutes or something. Which isn't very long for a first try on a boss rush.
1: I, yeah, but I also think for how few bosses there were, it was a surprisingly long game.
0: Which it was. Which isn't
1: necessarily bad. I actually really enjoyed the exploration because it was very free, right? It was less of a go-to-this-part-of-the-tower as if you have keys, you can go where you want.
0: Absolutely. And... The, the only things that were really stopping you, like after each uh, Gorgon boss that you kill, you get its eye, and that would unlock a certain color. Like, starting off with the first one, it's red. And then it would open those red doors, and so on and so forth.
1: Yeah, but outside of that, it didn't feel like the most gated thing. And you typically wanted to beat a Gorgon by then anyway, just because you want to find a boss.
0: Absolutely. And yeah. that that's uh. more than just a mini-boss.
1: Yeah, and... They're fun, but they're not, I don't know if I actually died to any of the bosses now that I think about it.
0: I think I died to the first boss a couple times, just because I was still getting used to it, but then after that, I don't think there was a boss that I died to.
1: Every time I fought the Black Knight, he is so easy to cheese, because if you just wall jump, it's... After you get the griffin talons, I think, that allow you to do the multiple wall jumps. Yep. Um, Yeah, you just hang out in the corner, and he just walks to the wall, turns around, and he won't actually trigger another attack till he's walked all the way to the (laughs) other wall, turned around, and gotten back to you. And I felt bad, but at the same time, I'm still going to do it.
0: Then there was also the... uh, Like, out of all the times that you did die... Like I, I, died a couple times. And that's 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 for damn sure. Um, but it was always out in the world, or the tower I will say rather. the
1: world. The world. Go- I had, did have a lot of deaths in that game, just yeah. not to the bosses. No, um, and I think a big part of that too is how. And this is actually something I did really like about the game is uh, how limited your health is. Um, yes, it does because games with a more metroidvania or just quick exploration kind of feel i have this really bad habit of just steamrolling my way through areas and just not worrying about how much damage i take
0: yeah yeah i i i'm pretty sure i do that too and then i get almost like frustrated because it's like why do i have so little health oh yeah i just kind of tried to face roll through the the environment (laughs)
1: Pretty much, and because this game always sends you back to the beginning, which, as bad as that sounds, the beginning never felt too punishing.
0: No, and that's that's because there's always elevators close by, or shortcuts that you unlocked.
1: Yeah, that wasn't too bad, and like even the journeys to the elevators or your next bit of progress never felt... You know, backtracking... I can't even really call it backtracking, it's more so retreading. It really wasn't that tedious especially too because on the way if you kill some stuff you'll get some more money yep souls,
0: souls. Um,
1: <laughs> so i would say up until the end the overall like exploration and whatnot it felt really good but at the end i will say completing this thing 100 percent just kind of felt like a chore
0: yes I I will definitely get on board with that and I think you came across the same issue I had where you get to so to get the true ending because there's two different endings I think there's just the two and uh uh, there are three endings there's three
1: okay I
0: I only know of the the two Uh,
1: you can get the other ending at the very beginning of the game
0: oh right
1: Yeah. You just decide to not go on the quest.
0: Yes, yeah, so if you start yeah. the game and walk out the tower, instead of going into the tower, you get a credit screen.
1: You know it's a hilarious other game that did that? What's that? Golden Sun. Really? Yeah, so the very... Well, I say very first, like there's a whole bunch of them. But uh, in the first Golden Sun game, you you know go through your basically prologue of the game where you're children and it takes probably about an hour or two like it's a pretty lengthy part and then you do your tutorial dungeon and all that stuff and then the events take place that like set the grand adventure in motion and the elder of the town is like you guys have to do this and if you just go no you just walk out of the building and the game ends <laughs> It's actually hilarious, because the the only dialogue that the protagonist oh no um, gets in Golden Sun is just you can choose yes or no.
0: That's funny. Yeah. I, uh, I, I like that, and I kind of wish that was a... Oh, this is going to be a controversial take, but it has to be said. Um, I wish you could do that in Secret of Mana.
1: That'd be really good, actually.
0: You need to, to handle this sword and save the mana tree. How about no? toss it back in the river.
1: (laughs) I definitely remember saying no. It was like, you're a ghost. Uh, What are you going to (laughs) do?
0: Second to Setsu 3 is so much better.
1: Oh, I'm not going to start on that.
0: Nope. (laughs) But I had to throw it out. Anyways, back to Aslan. Um,
1: uh, So so yeah, that's
0: one of the endings. You just walk out of the tower. Uh, But to get the true ending, you need 100% map completion. And that can be very... Very upsetting when you are stuck in 99 and have an entire tower to scour through to try and find out what you're missing. Like, its it's map is great and all that. And the layout and design is all great. But when you're looking at the map and you get to the point when you're trying to find out what doors out of this giant thing are you missing or can you go through, I found it became very, very hard to read.
1: Oh, yeah. The map is... It's very simple because, of course, they were going for that very authentic NES feel. But its simplicity almost becomes a detriment when you are, uh, yeah, going for that full hundred percent completion. Yes. So, at present, I would say like things I really enjoy about it are it's just the feel overall and exploration is really, really nice. It's it's overall um, gameplay. Yeah, it, it feels good, especially, too, because I played it with a uh, the Switch SNES controller, and it just felt right at home with it.
0: Yes, and I remember taking your recommendation on, on that, and that's how I ended up playing it, too. And it was fantastic.
1: Oh, it just feels right. Um, but I would say it's not one that I'm going to really rush to replay, because... I don't know. It It doesn't feel the most impactful. I really liked it, but it's not...
0: It's closer to a one and done. But then...
1: Ye- yeah, like, but I'm, in, I'm, in a positive way.
0: Yeah, like I'm, I'm very satisfied with what it provided me.
1: I was impressed with it, actually. I didn't think I would have as much fun with it as I did. Um, but just... At the end of the journey, I was like, yeah, I'm... You know what? I was actually good a little while ago. Mm-hmm. Um, but I will say one thing that I will greatly praise is it. gabe has got a solid soundtrack.
0: Oh, the soundtrack is fantastic.
1: It, it is just incredible for... Like, it hits all of those nice nostalgic kind of vibes. Uh, and the music is very distinct for the areas that you're exploring. That would probably be the biggest praise I give this game.
0: Yes. And chances are it's going to be one of the games that uh, I'm going to use. Uh, I, I don't plan the music out before we start recording and all that kind of stuff. I put them in post. It's probably going to be one of the tunes, whether it's at the start or end, I don't know. But you, you're going to hear it somewhere in this episode.
1: I'm in favor of this decision. Uh, yeah, so what would you kind of say overall? Because like I said, I liked it, but I'm in no rush to do it again.
0: I could probably see myself playing it probably sooner than you. I, I actually really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed the exploration. And it, it was it was simple enough with its portrayal. Like it didn't try going above and beyond, which is perfect for something that's trying to replicate like that NES era. Because that's, that's kind of what it feels like is if someone went back in time and made a Metroidvania in the NES days. And I'm kind of all for that.
1: It's definitely one that to anyone who has enjoyed classic Castlevania for the NES or even modern Castlevania for the not NES and you want the more Metroidvania style, pure recommendation just is like, you know, just to try it out.
0: As a weird comparison, it's kind of like, and Tyler, I know you don't completely agree with me or find it very confusing. Um, I find it. Almost like if Castlevania 3 and Fox Xanadu had a baby.
1: I just think it's funny that you said Fox Xanadu. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I can, I can see that. Um, but it definitely has a strong retro appeal either way. Yes. It, it
0: is very well done. And I quite enjoyed my playthrough. And uh, we went quite long on the on the first game. So let's uh we did. let's, I, I'm let's move surprised
1: on. by that. So, so am uh, I. Yeah. So so I I'm, I'm excited about this one. All uh, right.
0: You you is, you start us off.
1: Yeah, this is a this is a little gem based on an even bigger gem. Uh, this is Carrion. are the monster, which as someone who I mean, you know I'm not really much of a movie guy. I've watched a good handful, but I'm not really the type to watch movies. Yep. Um, but John Carpenter's The Thing is just one of my absolute all-time favorites. And then uh, the lovely folks at Phobia Game Studio, and then published by Devolver, decided Let's give you that, but a game. Um, and I mean, it's not specifically the thing, obviously. Copyright reasons, and it's got to have its own identity. Oh, it's, it's, it's,
0: it's very inspired by it.
1: It's There's a lot of very obvious uh, inspiration from it, yeah. But the entire premise is that you are the monster. And it's kind of cool how instead of being a complete power fantasy of you are the monster, it's almost... The sympathetic side? As weird as that is to portray I'm, a game I'm, I'm, where you we're are literally... I'm trying to think of the, the sympathetic humans? side. Okay, so the way that I say the sympathetic side would be on the sense that... The premise of this game is that you are... I think you are a bio-weapon of some kind. Just a genetic mutation created by men. Yep. You might even be an alien. I don't know if they ever actually explicitly say what your source is, but I'm going to say you're an experiment given how, in the gameplay, like you find upgrades for this facility. But you're contained by a research facility throughout the whole game, and then once you actually become a big enough freak of nature to escape your containment, you're on the loose. Um,
0: Inside the facility.
1: Inside the facility, yeah. And so, of course, the first reaction to those who are able to which is fair cuz it's also your reaction is to immediately kill on sight. Um, so that would be the sympathy, right? You are the captive in this scenario. You're just the, also the flesh-eating monster.
0: This is true. And yeah, there there's no origin that was ever given for uh which, for where it came from.
1: Also, the flesh-eating sound effects are just on point. Oh, in the, this game. They, they
0: are extra crunchy.
1: Oh, it's fantastic. So um, it's
0: it's Yeah, you're this, (laughs) I would have a bad, bad way to describe it, but you're this gelatinous blob that goes flying through the corridors of a facility and you literally snatch up people and eat them. And the more people that you eat, the bigger you get and the stronger that you get, which can also be a bit of a detriment. So you do want to do some damage to yourself the odd time. Uh, It all depends on what you're trying to do. So like there's some corridors that you'll get an upgrade through where or sorry there, there's later on an upgrade that you get where it lets you squeeze through these tiny little uh, holes throughout the map but if you're too big you can't separate into those tendrils to go through but then if you're too small you can't bust down doors or any of this kind of stuff either so it's 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 always a balance of managing your size and obviously the bigger you are the more healthy you have so you kind of want to make that balance
1: but the bigger you are, the easier you are to hit as well.
0: Yes. But the bigger yeah, you are, um, the easier it is to grab other <laughs> enemies.
1: Or just do all sorts of crazy things. I will say, and this is probably one of the things that I can find people who play it either absolutely love or despise. It is the weirdest controlling game.
0: It is, but like once you get it, it makes oh, so it much sense. Good. And it is and so not- smooth.
1: Well, and from, like, a horror aspect, too, the way that you can just literally slither through vents and then you can just kind of peer on them from below. And then you just rip the vent off the hatches, pick up someone, throw them across the room to disorient them, and then just grab three and chomp on them. Like, it does a really good job of making you feel like a horror monster.
0: Oh, yeah. the the Just the... Even the animations. Like, when... I remember the first time I was playing it and I grabbed a another human one one of the other scientists and just sat there for a minute and just seeing some part of me just turn into these teeth and going nom, nom 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 and just ripping this body apart like a dog with a chew toy
1: oh yeah just flinging limbs around and it is it is gruesome satisfying. it is
0: disturbing and so satisfying
1: yeah uh one thing I can I can't praise Carrion enough for is the fact that it is 100% what they set out to do. It Like, they took the concept and is, there's is no arguing. Like, yes, this is exactly what it would be if you were this creature in this scenario. Like, nothing feels weird about it. It all makes perfect sense for the idea that was trying to be conveyed. And it's just fully realized.
0: Mm-hmm. And it's not too long either. I I, I feel like it's just long enough, to be honest.
1: I t- I would say it is very short and sweet, which there are pros and cons to that for me personally, just because I really liked it. I would have liked more if there was more. So like, I don't want just longer levels or more things to kill. I would like some extra abilities and whatnot to kind of make it being longer feel justified. But having said that, for what it does, I think the length is actually perfect.
0: So essentially what you're saying is with mechanics and what you're given to work with in the game, it was about as long as you'd want. But if they introduced new mechanics that you could do with the monster, then lengthier would have been really, really nice. Because you would have liked to see more.
1: What I'm saying is I want a sequel. Yes. I would be very satisfied with that. Which, Um,
0: without spoilers, not that there's really much of a story or a thing that escaped your containment but uh based on the ending it seems like they have plans for another one i don't know World if they actually do or domination. not.
1: domination
0: that would be cool
1: i would be very down with that and yeah i've i Tendons really says can't a sing enough oh, geez, be so cool. <laughs> just 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 a flying helicopter but instead of the glass it's just a mouth Oh, God. It's horrifying. (laughs) Um, And really, when it comes down to it, my only complaint... Because like I said, I could complain about the length, but I have no complaints with the length for the product that it is. Um, The only thing that really... And it didn't even bother me because it it makes sense thematically. Uh, I think exploration was a little bit messy and the fact that there wasn't a map. Um, Now, not having a map, I think, is the thing that works thematically. But... It had this really weird kind of layering system to its world where you went through a pipe and ended up... It's like warping, but it's almost kind of like that similar system where you have one kind of world map, you go through a door, you have another one behind it. Kind
0: of like a uh, uh, one of the later Castlevania games. Uh, I Think Art of Sorrow where you got that intersection scene where it's just no music or anything it's just you running through a small hallway to get to the next thematic area
1: kind of but then do that and disconnect all of them the world itself didn't feel like i wasn't ever in an area going i'm right beside this area it was just i popped in a hole and ended up out here Mm -hmm. Uh, you know i couldn't really build a mental picture of the facility in my head as where like you know, if you were playing the original Metroid, for example, because you actually go from point A to point B, like you walk through that door. On the one side, the world map is gray. On the other side, it's yellow, yeah. what have you? Um, you can put two and two together. As where well, the whole time you're in this facility it's just like I don't know where I am, but I am making things worse for everybody that <laughs> works here. Um, and then it ends. You don't know. You don't know if you're feeling like it's this like something that I've been looking at most of the game going, once I get there, that's probably the end. Um, So it's not that the level design was bad. It's that it didn't feel as much like a world as it did like levels.
0: Yeah, I, I can definitely agree with that.
1: Which is weird because there is potential for backtracking you just have no idea like I'm sure if I spent more time with it yeah I could probably memorize what's going to take me where but for the most part I just kind of was going with the motions and then the game was over and I was said that's a good time
0: I know there w- there was a bit of a moment that I was lost for a little bit and I kind of had to think about my area and kind of like make a mental map in my head and then eventually I got out but yeah it the ending just kind of sneaks up on you it's like oh okay And there are a couple of flashback scenes that kind of give hints to your origin, but it never actually does tell you the origin. And you you control the scientist, you run around, why not? It's it's almost like he helped you set you free or something. I don't really remember what happened in them, but uh, I, I know it had to do with the origin. Not necessarily of you, but how the incident happened.
1: I think what it actually was is you are a scientist seeing the aftermath of you escaping.
0: Was it the aftermath?
1: I think that's what all those like random whenever you would hook up to I think a computer or something like that. And then yeah it would take you to be the person. Because you can see um, like leftover bits of the tendrils from going through the vents and whatnot. And they look a little bit decayed like they've been there for a while. Um, okay. And so, but it also well, I mean, I'm not going to get too much into the ending. I think we've been we've kind of spoiled it, but we've left it vague enough that like go go play it. It's like four hours long. Um,
0: it's a good time. You won't you won't regret it.
1: Yeah, it's 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 a power fantasy. To Come int- on. <laughs> oh, it's but it's also challenging enough to not be a complete power fantasy. Like you get killed quick in this game. Yes. If something is killing you, you will not live unless you get the heck out of there. Or just start whipping things around. (laughs) It's so much fun to just throw things. Just
0: wacky waving inflatable flailing arm tube man. Everything.
1: Wacky waving inflatable arm flailing tube man. Wacky waving inflatable arm flailing tube man. Except it's actually eating people.
0: Yes. (laughs) And a lot of Uh, tentacles.
1: So many tentacles. But yeah, I would say my summary on Carrion, just, just so... So good. If you like horror and if you like neat things, go play Carrion. It.
0: It's it's such a unique experience too. I mean, now, I just the feeling of the game, like feeling uh, controlling the monster, just feels fantastic. And there's
1: nothing like it.
0: No, no, there's not. And it's it's just it's beautifully designed. The the sound effects, how crunchy they are. We we said at the beginning, it's just fantastic. Highly so recommend. It's, it's 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 a good time. It's not very long. It's it's certainly worth uh worth checking out just for some quick power fantasy.
1: Eating flesh.
0: Wearing its skin like a Monster Hunter. No, you can't do ah, that. Ah, back around. Yeah, the God, turn. I
1: can't wait to hunt some monsters. Um, do you want to do you want to open up this next one? I think we're both kind of excited to talk about this one.
0: Yeah, so I I don't know where to start with this except narita Narita
1: the red people have gone crazy they attacked the digital world what we need is a hero to protect motherboard saving Sarita, boy this uh, is
0: this is such a weird game and it, i i absolutely adore it e- even what though what is this game I, i'll fully admit i got a little angry at the combat a couple times but uh, it was it was all my fault but th- i have th-
1: com- th- i have complaints about this game and they don't make me dislike it in the slightest no
0: no not at all it is a very, very strange, kind of like 80s retro trip. With it, It's it's almost like the entire game's in a CRT monitor from the 80s. Think, so, think, think kind of Tron.
1: I think a better way to explain Narita Boy, and it's very odd for me to be the one who's going to be making the movie references, as I said previously, not yep. really much of a movie guy. <laughs> um, but... It's got a lot of vibes of Ready Player One. If Ready Player One wasn't super cliche, someone might get mad at that. And you know what? That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I I, yeah, I don't even it, know what
0: Ready Player One is, so that's that's fine. They they can get mad at me.
1: It's the movie with the references, um, but uh, it's it's the whole like computer world type situation Tron was a little bit more of like you know what I don't know what's a better I'm, I'm I'm thinking
0: this aesthetically it. Tron has it has a bright neon lights of well different colors uh, yeah and that very 80s early 80s kind of uh, I don't want to say like hippie style but just kind of 80s era computer style if you will when when it's being portrayed in media just very over the top um ridiculousness but it 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 looks so good so vibrant the pixel art is just on point like it's simplistic on its characters and stuff but everything is just it melds so well together
1: so i would say when it comes to art direction it's, this is a very weird way to put it, but I feel like it will make sense if it clicks. Um, I would put it on the level of, like, just jaw-dropping visuals as something, like, blasphemous, where it has a style, and it's a very focused and, like... I would say the level of artistic appreciation for Blasphemous went into, the, say, uh, Narita Boy, even though they're completely different styles.
0: Yes. It's 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 like, the love and care and attention to detail on what they're working on.
1: They're just so nice to look at.
0: Also, you brought up Blasphemous, damn you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah but
1: that's it's, a story for another day, kids. So
0: little bit of background behind uh, Narita Boy it's it, it essentially starts you your kid uh, playing a computer game in the 80s or whatever and you get sucked into the computer
1: Reboot maybe I never watched Reboot
0: Oh I watched a lot of
1: Reboot It scared me
0: um warning incoming game If if, well. if I put some heart and soul into that I got the monotone voice for that Um, (laughs) so yeah you're a child who gets sucked into the game and you control Narita Boy and you essentially go around and trying to find the memories of the creator of the world as your mentor in the world named Motherboard says that this, uh, this bad guy is trying to destroy it all and then He's trying to find a way out of the computer program and into the actual world. So you got to go hunt down. You get the sword, the trich- uh, trichroma.
1: The trichroma blade, which is the dumbest and coolest thing at the same time.
0: It's, it's, it's a three-color sword, yellow, red, and blue. And they also pertain to the different areas that you got to go explore. And it's not a Metroidvania. It's, it's very linear, but it has its own, like... S- I don't, I don't even know how to describe it. It's It's like going into a town and you got different things to go do in that town. So it's, it's not like you're going far off, but you still have to backtrack through that town to figure out what you're doing and now change that to like a level. So you got like kind of mini Metroidvania scenarios, just not overall arcing one.
1: It kind of really bothers me that you can't go back especially because there are missable plot items yes this would be one of my big complaints with the game is like if you've missed it now it is a short enough game that you can just play it again but it would have been really nice to because it's very obvious if you've missed something as well because there's only what four major collectibles for the secret ending and it's like one per area yes. And once you're done the area you're like i didn't get it and well i guess you're not this time
0: yeah, you you can't go back. So like you you're going into the three different colors, and I think you start with yellow, which is kind of like a deserty type of area. Yeah, and you
1: do yellow, blue, red because red right. is the evil faction because it's the aggressive, hateful color. As it, it, where- it goes
0: with video game logic. Red means bad.
1: Yeah, and blue was the more calm, thought out, and, and yellow was just a desert.
0: Yellow was desert. Blue had a lot of water. Which, Too
1: much water. Yes. Ten out of ten.
0: Introduced like the surfing mechanic where you're surfing on a floppy disk. I mean this this is a kind of like retro eighties computer hacker era that we're talk era we're talking about. So it, it it had a lot of nice callbacks. The story was I I honestly found like when you when you're searching through the creator's memories, I I found them kind of boring kind of sad and then they got really good and it's like holy crap a lot happened
1: it was a huge tonal shift for what's happening in the game but it wasn't w- unwelcome
0: it was a fantastic pace breaker
1: it was a nice pace breaker and yeah it was like the little bits of story that you get earlier in the game yeah it starts off a little bit slow and just you think generally depressing for the sake of being depressing but once you get I want to say to like the 4th to 6th memory you actually really want to know what's happening with this plot and then once you're shot out of these and also I have to say the visuals in the memory shrine like the background that morphs I don't like it it's creepy but it's also really cool to look at
0: yeah Um, a a couple of them it's like what the hell is going on but it's, it's like a train wreck almost except good because you, uh, you you can't look away for a little bit it's like what the hell is this
1: the game this, has it's, it's, so many and this is one of the things that i think what makes me appreciate Narita boy so much it has so many tiny moments that i still think about and just make me smile because like uh for example when every time you do like a major teleport you'll do the dance and then puke yeah <laughs> like, you're, you're like yeah i finally got here oh my body just realized what happened to it it's, um, it's,
0: it's like if if you imagine going through a, a teleporter just the the amount of body whiplash that your body gets would get
1: i i would imagine it's a mildly nauseating experience at best. yes or um i don't remember his name but he's the guy kind of, like, at the base of, like, where you go to all the different parts of the trichroma. Uh, and he's just the big dude playing the synth piano.
0: Right. Yes.
1: Oh, it's so cool.
0: There's a lot of really good, like, small characters littered throughout the world. And that's the thing. Like, as, as you're going through these, we'll, we'll just call them levels for each color. They're still populated by members of that society, if you will
1: they're programs
0: yeah and they, it, it's, they are it's, very
1: much programs yeah because they like i do this this is my purpose
0: and then let's get into combat a little bit like combat was pretty pretty good it's kind of brawlery for being a, a sword swinger
1: it's got it's got a bit of uh side scrolling beat-em-up kind of feel to it yeah especially to the way that a lot of it you're locked into the screen like it's an arena and it's just like the game goes into fight mode yeah um which is one of the things that's definitely where you first learn we're not playing a metroidvania today are we yeah um but the swing that sword feels so good it's just so heavy and chunky and also your charge up face laser as much as i didn't use it when i did it's always cool looking
0: and it's so OP it, it's, it's essentially you just open up your face shoot a laser that goes right across the screen and kills everything aside well, from I bosses the most, but
1: the, the sound design in that game is amazing all of the little kind of like very retro computer style beeps and bops are so perfectly timed and it works so well people who are uh, prone to epileptic seizures probably shouldn't play this game
0: oh yeah with with all the neon lights and flashing i'm pretty sure the game has a warning for it
1: there were there were a couple uh couple parts of the game where even i was like "Whoa, this is pretty intense yes um
0: yeah if 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 you suffer from uh from epilepsy or very very photosensitive um maybe
1: maybe maybe ask a friend about this one
0: Yeah, you might have to skip out on it. But if you can handle that, no problem. This game is absolutely gorgeous. And Uh, it's gorgeous-sounding, looking. Its story uh, is fantastic.
1: On the note of its combat as well, though it wasn't the most groundbreaking thing, uh, it did feel good. And also, it got reasonably challenging at points. Oh, yeah. you've got multiple different enemies that you got to tackle and then you have the whole color switching mechanic um and it doesn't introduce them too often but like when you get the upward sword swing like everything feels good and exciting to discover and i like every time you fight a new enemy it gives you that very over the top kind of title card and like this is what they are yeah um the presentation is just unbelievable oh it's a, it's on point I have one really big complaint about not only the combat but the game as a whole. It needed consequences other than just minor setback, like you go back two screens whenever you die. Yeah, because it ripped away the meaning of any kind of challenge. Um, and that- you know those the bo- those fights that I ended up dying a couple times, I got sloppy because there was nothing at risk
0: yes and it's 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 something that i can definitely agree with because it made combat kind of meaningless right but Very at the same time so. if you're gonna kill me i loved how fast it brought you back it, it, oh, it has yeah. that uh, almost celeste like feature when you die you're instantly brought back at the beginning of course but There's it, some it was dirty just,
1: back traps and auto saves in that game
0: yes uh, one thing that makes uh, dying really not that bad as well is if you're low on health and you die and get reset. Say say you know you're going into a, into a battle and chances are you aren't going to live. Just run into the enemy, die, and you respawn right there to start the fight over again with full health.
1: I did that a lot. And so did yeah, I, it's and and very abusable.
0: Yeah, so it it kind of took away that challenge, which. I liked and I didn't like. I didn't like that it took away from the challenge, but I liked I had options.
1: I think another, mm, yeah, I could say this is a bit of a complaint that I have, is as much as I love the world and I love the wacky kind of characters, the computer programs and whatnot, I really didn't care what any of them had to say. They all talk in such, like... And I think it's hilarious. It fits the flavor of it so well. But they talk in this very incorrect tech jargon, like it's a religious speaking way of sorts. And it just... It's not even that it doesn't make sense. It just feels so convoluted for the sake of convoluted (laughs) which a small part of me actually appreciates because again I like how it actually fits the theme of the world but I skipped almost every conversation because they just kept going on about things that weren't actual sentences
0: kind of past the point of being endearing and being too much
1: yeah now that said when it came to like the key plot stuff like with the memories and whatnot, because they didn't do the tech jargon kind of language um those were actually more than, like, I wasn't skipping through stuff when it came to that. But the NPCs with their quirky dialogue and whatnot, I know I missed a bit just because I t- they all just talk so much. Yeah. And it doesn't amount to much. Um, I think the that's The boss fair. fights, though, were just solid.
0: Oh, yeah. They, they were a lot of fun. And I, I know I died my fair share.
1: I died a handful of times. I want to say my standouts... Um, Oddly enough, the last boss I didn't think was the most incredible. I really liked the one that you fight in the red zone on the train. I think they called him the Glove.
0: I think that was his name, yeah. Where where he's very looking forward to helping you out, and then you come back and find out that he's been hacked. Yeah. Or corrupted yeah, he, or whatever.
1: He was a really fun boss fight, and then there was also and it wasn't really that hard, it was more of just like an enemy rush, but uh The like Mad Max style arena fight that you get into um, in the red zone, I thought that was just hilarious because you've got the guy like playing the heavy metal in the background and stuff. Uh, I almost think that you fought him, but I don't entirely recall. But it was just funny the whole game. It It had so much charm. Pull out your surfboard even though there's no (laughs) water and just face plan
0: just because you can <laughs> and your surfboard being a floppy disk
1: and just yeah and it just makes the most hilarious thud. um
0: i think my biggest complaint with it was the blue zone with the blue introduction zone. of water i found like sometimes it was just hard puddles. there's just puddles that you just they're endless puddles it, and they instantly an kill you yeah And some of the platforming in there, it was very hard to uh, differentiate between what you can land on and what you can't.
1: I uh, accidentally skipped the tutorial when I got the surfboard on how to bust out the surfboard. Oh, no. And so I, for the longest time, just thought it did when you jumped on water. Oh. And it was like, why did this trigger before, but it's not triggering now? Like, I almost thought it was like, The surfboard wasn't a mechanic. It was like you were entering a section of the level where it was like, this is a surf zone. Because the first time they give you the surfboard, it starts you on it, right?
0: Kind of like an auto-scroller.
1: Yeah, that's kind of what I thought I was in for, and I didn't realize. No, you could just bust this thing out anywhere in midair.
0: Yep, and if there's no water under you, you just faceplant.
1: You just faceplant, and it's always satisfying. (laughs) Um, But that? I can't even really say it's a complaint, because that was just me accidentally skipping through this jargon text that they had, and then it's just like, oh, I got a really important mechanic and I don't know how to use it. Yeah. But, uh, I would say my final thoughts on it, uh, you turn into a horse.
0: Oh, yeah, I forgot about that.
1: (laughs) I thought that program was gonna give me a horse, not just I'm a horse
0: now. Yeah, that's that's a little bit of a spoiler because that's absolutely fantastic. When that happened, I just couldn't stop laughing. I I had I honestly had to put the controller down because it's like, okay, where's it. my horse? Oh, I am the horse.
1: I I, knew. I think that was the one thing that made me go, okay, this game is incredible, <laughs> and that's that's something that happens on rather early on as well. So it's just setting the tone for a great adventure.
0: Yeah. All right, so. Shall we get into the next one? Tales of Iron.
1: I don't think this one's gonna take very long because, uh, <laughs> We're not ending this on po- an entirely negative note, but it's not going to be the most positive one of the day.
0: So, personally, I have more fond memories of Tales of Iron looking back on it than I did playing it, which sounds kind of weird, but uh, it's... No, I, uh,
1: I can understand that.
0: It The journey was incredible. I mean, stories kind of lackluster, but just the, the journey. Uh, so, to start off, it's essentially rats versus frogs and uh, essentially you're part of the right kingdom you you are one of the the prince of the right kingdom and uh, you have a brother who's the, the next in uh, in line to be king so there's a tournament that day and you guys go to the tournament ra- uh, grounds and uh, the frogs attack and they essentially kill the king and your brother and burn down the village so you being now the king, you essentially rise up, gain an army, and take back your land. And it kind of has a emphasis on wanting to be like a side-scrolling Dark Souls. With its, It with gives its, you its that combat. impression, yeah. but it
1: really isn't like that at all. No. I would say the only thing that's Dark Soulsy about this is... Um, your quote unquote Estes flask, the bug juice, just because of the way it's consumed incrementally, and then once it's gone, it's gone. Which it really isn't, because I think you can just pick up bug juice from bugs.
0: Yes, you, you can harvest bugs out on the ground. So, yeah, yeah. For, for your healing, you essentially have this little jar, and you can sit there and harvest bugs that you find in the world. So, as, as long as it's a bug enemy that you killed, you can harvest their insides and fill up your, your healing juice. And then you essentially just chug bugs. it down. You, you yeah. chug it down as you walk around. Um, uh, the the narration is on point.
1: I think the narration was one thing that... Okay. It was a lot more brutal than I expected. Yes. And I really appreciate it about this game. Um, it... I mean, you know, it's obviously as gory as you're going to get with an animation style that's more or less like Paper cutouts, which I think actually really works for this game. It was very, like, it wasn't bad to look at by any means.
0: Oh, um, yeah, yeah. It, it was actually pretty nice to look at.
1: But, uh, yeah, no, I thought it did like I just very vividly remember the, the narrator saying the line about something where... He had, he, he had dislodged the hammer from his skull, as it appeared he was no longer in need of it. <laughs> um,
0: so, he, yeah, no. here, here's a little bit of trivia. Uh, the narrator was named Doug Cockle. And Cockle. Do, 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 do you know what else he's, he's done? It's, it's, it's pretty famous. But uh, okay, he, what
1: kind of what kind of media property are we talking in here?
0: in video games?
1: Mm, can't say uh, I can recall a cockle.
0: So he is the voice actor for Geralt in The Witcher series. Crazy. Yeah. Kind kind of I mean, a little trivia there.
1: I don't know if I played enough of The Witcher Three to actually like get a feel for his voice acting. No, but, but you, you know very... of him and like that's oh, that's yeah. a pretty big role.
0: I so, was gonna
1: say for going like so such a property of that to going to this where it is a very, very indie project. I mean it was published by a company called United Label. I've never heard of them before and I wouldn't be surprised if I don't own another physical copy from them again. That said, thank you for making it.
0: Yes. We we love physical copies here, so bring him on
1: Having having said that your physical copy is what made me start this game on a very sour note Mine Who puts a code in the inner sleeve of the artwork Oh yeah I have complaints with this
0: And that's that's kind of another thing if if you're putting a code in the artwork sleeve why couldn't you put it on the card
1: Put it on the cart because, I mean, it was just some cosmetic DLC. It's one of those things that...
0: It's no big deal, but we like our reversible covers. Just looking here. Uh, Astalon, Carrion, and Narita Boy all have reversible covers.
1: Well, and not only that, too. This is... We're not even talking about the game at this point. We're talking about packaging. But the fact that it says (laughs) the Crimson Knight Edition and it's just a couple different skins? Yeah. I mean, that doesn't... Yeah, you know what, but... That's a pretty minor nitpick, I'd say. But it is a nitpick all the same. That's fair. Um, on the note of nitpicks, though, I don't know about you, but I personally encountered a good handful of uh, pretty glaring bugs.
0: I didn't have too many bugs. Um, I, I had a couple. But not, not too many. I mean, I noticed... with, with that said, I've had I've had bugs in a few different games. Like, I think all of these games that we talked about, aside from Carrion.
1: Oh, I'm sure you could probably find a way to bug the shit out of that oh, game. Oh, with,
0: with those physics, yeah. But we're talking yeah. Tales of Iron. Let's focus, Josh. Focus.
1: <laughs> so, uh, one of the things that I remember uh, having issues with Tales of Iron. Now, this is when I played it at the time. To my knowledge, it has gotten dlc and an expansion since which i kind of want to check out at some point it's at least worth my interest um but there were a couple times where because it had the lock arena style combat like we had mentioned with uh, narita boy yep um sometimes it would either be an enemy would get stuck off screen and i would be left Unable to continue, and I would just be soft locked into it and have to reset to my last save. Okay, or so I did well. have that
0: once, except I was on the actual world.
1: Oh, that's bizarre. Um, and yeah, sometimes it would be there'd be issues with enemies like actually coming onto it, so you'd be sitting there waiting, going, "Okay, I haven't left combat zone, but where's the guy that I'm fighting?" Um, that would be one of the bigger ones. I also noticed. I can't say specifically what had occurred. I think it was just kind of swapping around my selection from my previous selection. But there was some issues with the equipment where it just wasn't loading in the proper thing that was equipped sometimes. Oh, weird. Yeah. And on the note of equipment, though it was really cool to get different equipment, it didn't feel too impactful. I kinda wish they either had more, or the ones that you got felt like a bigger deal.
0: So, I found the equipment changing, uh, at least for weapons. I, I found I was changing my weapons out r- around quite a bit, depending on the on the situation from two-handed to single-handed shield style. Um, I found I was changing those out quite often, but as for like my actual armor set and whatnot, not too much.
1: I, uh, okay, this might be another me dilemma. So I happened to come across an optional boss. And, um, see what in you did doing there. so, yeah, uh, <laughs> I ended up acquiring a, uh, basically a secret hidden super powered weapon. And I think it kind of broke the game in half for me.
0: I remember you talking about this at the at the time when we were both playing through it. And yeah, it I remember going like, out of my way to avoid that.
1: Which was probably a good call. It probably made the game at least a little bit. Now, the combat... I'm not going to say it was the most involved thing, but it was fun.
0: It was fun. Um, there was quite a few moments, uh, more during the boss fights, that uh, I may have yelled bullshit at my screen
1: oh it i'm not gonna say it was the best but uh i think for how easy the game felt at first and then once you get like three enemies on screen you've got two on the ground on either side and an aerial one you actually kind of got to think about how you're gonna do stuff
0: yeah it's it's semi-strategy i guess you you, you really have to pick and choose your fights
1: yeah, it felt a little bit deeper than just a hit him till he dies scenario. Yes. Uh, so I did actually enjoy that quite a bit. Um, I didn't find I used the ranged weapons all that often, though.
0: I don't remember if I did or not. I mean, I used him, of course, but uh, I don't remember how often. Because, I mean, you, you're you always going to get those bugs that fly in the air. I mean, you could always wait till they're down on the ground for their split second and try and get an attack in, but uh, it's always just easier to shoot an arrow up at it and then harvest yeah. its juices for healing.
1: Yeah, and you, uh, I, I thought it was kind of neat too. like, um, you'd be leaving bug corpses on the field, be like, I'm going to take a couple hits, probably use up some of my juice, then harvest the bug halfway through this fight because I know it's a longer one.
0: Yeah, and that, that, the fact that you could do that was actually pretty fantastic.
1: Yeah, so I would say I really like the combat, but I do wish that there was a little bit more variety in how you could play it.
0: Yeah, that's, that's fair.
1: Because it was like there was, what, three different weapon types? There was... Spears, short weapons like swords, tomahawks, and then heavy weapons like great swords and axes and such. Um,
0: I think so, yeah.
1: And then amidst those three weapon types, you just had a light and a heavy attack. And I think you could only charge the heavy attack.
0: I think you could charge all of them, but don't hold me to that.
1: Yeah, I know you could charge the heavy attack because that's how I got through the whole game.
0: Yeah, I, I did a lot of charging. That's that's for yeah. sure. And I want yeah, to say for the most part I, I went with the two-handed weapon. Um, oh, yeah,
1: no. I just rocked a big hammer and I bashed everyone's skull in and it went great. And the one thing that was really nice too is with a fully charged attack, you leap like halfway across the screen. It's almost yes. an evasive mover as well.
0: I mean, I'm I've used it as one. Yeah. It it saved my ass more than once.
1: Yeah, um, so I like I liked the combat until it was the same thing all the time.
0: Yes, it, it didn't change it up too much. I mean one thing that we didn't really touch on is the different colors that appeared. So every enemy that was gonna do a special attack on you had a certain type of tell, so you had yellow. Kinda of like
1: I completely forgot about that.
0: Yeah, so you had red and yellow, and it kind of looked like frustration lines above their head. So if it was yellow, I believe you had to parry the attack, and if it was red, you had to avoid the attack by dodging.
1: Yeah, red uh, was either. Pa- I think it was parry, block, and dodge were the three right. different signifiers. Right, because uh, there, there was
0: white as well.
1: One of the easiest games to parry in, my goodness. It was was, so reliable.
0: It was really reliable. I mean, if if you've ever tried to parry in Dark Souls, this is ten times easier and gives you an overconfidence boost.
1: I mean, even parrying in uh, something like Breath of the Wild is a lot more difficult than this game.
0: Yeah, you have a uh, much lesser window for that.
1: As where this, like, I think the moment that you press the parry button, it's almost like you could hold it down and just reliably execute it every time.
0: Yeah, e- even if you just tapped it.
1: But, uh. Yeah, it wasn't. Uh, it wasn't bad to control or anything like that. It was just not really varied enough. Even when you started getting some different varieties and enemies, it didn't feel. Two different throughout. Now, that said, the enemy variety in the game was actually quite good.
0: Oh, yes. The the different types of frogs that you had, some with shields. You got the different types of bugs. You got the bosses, which the bosses were okay.
1: This is... Um, so I'm going to start uh, delving into story territory. And the story itself is not that complicated. It's a simple medieval kind of inherit the role of king, run the kingdom properly and defeat those who challenge the kingdom, right? There's yep. really Oh, and another thing that I thought was adorable. Everything was conveyed through like image speech bubbles.
0: Yes, the, there's no actual words spoken. It's it's all these like little speech bubbles yeah it's it's just they'd show an icon of something and or an arrow saying go this way or a picture of you arrow and then like a food thing and it's like you can get food this way
1: or an upcoming boss or if someone was held captive it would be like saw him so and so way by taken away by this thing yes Um, i thought that was really charming it was adorable it It gave the narrator purpose as well. Like, it didn't feel weird to have one.
0: No. Plus, he was great. Again, again, the narration was on point.
1: Yeah. um, But the story itself, in the sense of the directions this game goes, is hilarious. At least, I thought... Because I remember I asked you, and you said it all seemed like pretty standard fare, but I thought it was funny how it starts off... Okay. Okay. We're at war with the frogs. This makes sense. We'll go do battle with the frogs, but also we have to deal with the zombies of our dead ancestors that we yep. didn't. Okay, we've got we got zombies. Which I guess it's medieval. You know, I can build a little, buy a little bit of a sorcery and necromancy in my story. That's okay. I thought it'd be a little bit more war grounded, but then uh, we it, go it beyond. It was the more zombies. of a not
0: surprising thing for me. The zombies. It
1: was. It wasn't surprising, it was just a, oh, okay, so we're introducing a more, like, fantasy element to this plot, right? Mm Mm-hmm. And then we just go deeper underground, and we find steampunk moles that have (laughs) developed cars and guns and electricity.
0: And we work to recruit them on our side to win our kingdom over. So we no longer have to use these peasantry swords and shields. We can start using mole guns.
1: They had jetpacks. Yeah, they had jetpacks. This, this is these are moles. They can't even see.
0: They they were essentially the engineers of the world, and for some reason, I want to say that they've been separated from the rat kingdom and frog kingdom for ages. Like they they were just kind of forgotten about to live their life in the in the soil.
1: Oh, I'm trying to remember what it was. So the one thing I did enjoy in the game because this is just something I can appreciate in any game is just a good. Arena optional stuff. Um, and the fact that most of your arena challengers, outside of the ones that you had to do for the plot, were all just parodies and homages to classic wrestlers was hilarious. Oh,
0: there's so many.
1: Yeah. And th- uh, not, not
0: just wrestlers, but they, they had like all sorts of Easter eggs, from different games to wrestlers to icons. Just different and, properties, yeah. Yep. Uh,
1: what is it? There was the Thor rat. Yeah. Uh, Thor Rattinson or something but yeah it's it's a game that has a very dark and serious tone but isn't afraid to not take itself too seriously
0: yeah it's, it's yeah. it it has its serious parts but also has its silly parts and it 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 works
1: i think overall for myself i'm not about to say it's a great game by any means but I really like it
0: it's yeah it's it's good for a playthrough even one or uh, even two or three uh later on down the line like it's it's i'll, I'll go back to it one day i i it know that short. I, I remember yeah it's, it's it's not too long i want to say maybe six eight hours
1: yeah like i did everything that was available to me like all of the side quests and whatnot and i don't think i came anywhere near to cracking 10 yeah um, yeah, and of it's, course I want to check back and see what this alleged expansion is all about. If it's more skins, well then I'm not going to play it again. Yeah, <laughs> I'm going to be mad.
0: It's a good game, not a great game. I'm glad I've played it.
1: I it, it's I'm happy to have it in the collection.
0: Hundred percent.
1: That that would be uh, how I how I feel about Tales of Iron. Crimson
0: Night Edition. Crimson Knight Edition. <laughs> Crimson Knight edition. Yes, so, yes. yeah, that, that was four pretty solid indie games. Uh, so we, we got... No. <laughs> <laughs> we got Astalon. We got Carrion. We got Narita Boy. And we got Tales of Iron.
1: Narita so, <laughs> Boy!
0: <laughs> so I'm going to ask a uh, fun difficult question on the spot of you okay what order would you want to play these in or when m- i want m- to- more likely to replay them in so, so basically, st- starting rank with, these games yes what would be your okay.
1: so at the very bottom Yep. Yeah. we have um you know what even though i liked it more if we're basing it mostly on the aspect of replayability probably Astalon at the bottom. Really? I know, that is a surprising uh, shock, especially because I'm a really big fan of just the standard Metroidvania formula, but it's like, and I did really like it, but that just kinda last 20% of the adventure just kinda felt like a bit of a slog, and wasn't like, super challenging enough to wanna like, you know, with a regular Castlevania game, I wanna kill Dracula. Yeah. Good fight. Um, but Astalon didn't really have that. It's not that I'll never replay it, but out of what we've talked about, um, it would probably be my least likely to go back to. And okay. And after that, I would say Tales of Iron, just because it's—I don't know—it it, it did not have enough going for it to catch my eye when I'm looking at my shell if like, I'm not against replaying it, but there are so many other things that exist that would come before it just as a gaming schedule. That's fair. Um, but it is, you know, short and sweet. Uh, and it would be one, once I've given it time to kind of forget like what happened, I'll never would have forget what happened with the moles. I be no. real about that. Um. <laughs> but yeah once it kind of feels refreshed maybe come back to that but it doesn't feel like as much of a slog to return to as Astalon right now that's fair um, and then I would probably say
0: so okay in, in this case because uh, it's down to two what would yeah. be your most replayed
1: my most replayed
0: the, the, the number one spot
1: oh this is really hard
0: yeah and this they, they, is what I'm both going good. to
1: say the one that gets a more attentive replay is the next one to get a sequel
0: that's a cop Other out than that, 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 that's a cop out no cop outs it, here
1: it is a cop out but at the same time too um yeah that's a cop out okay uh, Narita Boy's gonna be second and Carrion's gonna be first and Carrion gets first Solely because of gameplay. That's fair. Yeah. So, but, but mecha horse. <laughs>
0: mecha Robo horse. This Robohorse. is really
1: this is really difficult decision. But yeah, at the end of the day, because Narita Boy is a very linear experience, it's uh short and sweet at the same time. But I I can't whip things around and eat them. hmm So that would be that would be my stack. Um, but which is my favorite out of the four? Naruto.
0: <laughs> I was waiting for it. It's like okay, there's a pause, there's a delay, so there's gonna be something said.
1: I did it, little.
0: You you did, I but did that, that little, that's but, fine.
1: Yeah. How about how about yourself? What would be your uh, your stack?
0: Different from yours. Good. Yeah, it's uh, it's gonna be actually very different. Oh, so as my number four, the one I'm or least likely to go back to is actually Tales of Iron. Okay. And while I had quite a bit of fun, I did get quite a bit more frustrated with it. Just I a lot of it was the bosses. I found the bosses utter bullshit sometimes. Yeah, Fa- fantastic I, 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 game i i really enjoyed it but i was also just, happy when it was over
1: they, they gave a bit of rage but for me personally i think i would rather those rage inducing boss fights than the absolute cakewalks of Astalons.
0: this is true if it was because the boss fights were difficult not because no, they're, just,
1: they're just they're just you feel good because you finally got it done
0: yes but, like, yeah. in, in comparison to, like, Dark Souls, where you know it's, well, aside from two, uh, you know it's fair, you just gotta do it, where Tales of Iron, it's just like, okay, we're gonna ignore your parry. Yep. And that is what I found frustrating, because you, you, it, it felt like it was breaking its own rules.
1: Sometimes your heavy attack does light attack damage. Yes. Yeah. Yep. So yeah, I could I can see that
0: tails of iron at the at the base.
1: Yep. Yeah.
0: Uh, for number three is carrion.
1: I'm not terribly shocked by this,
0: and it's it's kind of weird. Carrion, it's it's absolutely fantastic. Do do not let me understate under, understate that. It is an absolutely fantastic game. Um, Going around, killing things. I think my biggest issue is... So, for one, I beat it in one sitting. But when I beat it, I was also sick. And now I can never disassociate that. Weird game to playing sick, but, you know. Um,
1: That's that's why I don't like um, Star Wars Episode One. So, I I, I, I don't think there's a
0: lot of people that do. <laughs>
1: Accurate. But I understand the association, yes. <clears throat> it's, it's,
0: it's a weird association, but at the same time.
1: Hey, it's, you'd rather be sick with Carrion than replay Tales of Iron, so that says something.
0: Yes. It, it's, Carrion, I'm definitely going to go back to one day and uh, recheck out. But uh, I got enough things on my plate at the moment. Bear. So, uh, with two Ooh, left...
1: Okay, okay. Um, I'm going to guess that now, between the two, so Narita Boy is very much like just a very strong fondness. It is just a... It's short, it's sweet, but it's neat. There's probably going to be stuff you're going to see next time around that you didn't the first time, just little details or things that you could appreciate differently, or there is the solid well-rounded just Metroidvania experience which you and I both know once you start you just don't stop.
0: Right. I mean it's we're down to two very very solid games. And so as my number one, it's going to have to be Narita Boy, Boy! <laughs>
1: That makes me happy.
0: So, I it, it was it was a big toss-up, because I know you don't think that there's much replay in Astalon, but uh, for me, Metroidvanias are sometimes better on the second playthrough, I've found. Like, thinking of games like Hollow Knight and stuff, I really enjoyed it on my second playthrough. Um, With Astalon, I don't know if it's because it didn't do enough near the end, because the ending can be a little bit of a slog, but... I wasn't ready to put it down, and the other game that had me feeling like that was Axiom Verge.
1: Ooh, that's, that's breaking up the ex-wife. <laughs> yeah, No, I can, I can see that, and I also feel that uh, a good Metroidvania experience only gets better when you feel like the more you learn about it, you get the ins and outs, you learn new tricks about it. They, they just feel good.
0: They do and just making Algus overpowered was just a- a- absolutely adorable freaking loved it, is. it. Um, is very fair and but, you can
1: also kind of like tweak other playthroughs like kind of have him on the back seat
0: yes this, this is very true although I feel like I'm not going to use the, the warrior I'm, I'm going to use the warrior the least I'm going nice. to use Bo kicking up walls lady
1: oh she's so good she
0: is yeah. So I chose Narita Boy, and a lot of that is because Astalon, I know the story and all that kind of stuff. Narita Boy had a lot of really, really neat things going on, especially with the memories, with the, with the actual environments and everything. So I found, like, if I went back to it, I would discover a whole lot more having a better understanding of what's going on. So there's going to be those things that I can pick up on now.
1: It's just somewhere you want to hang out.
0: Yeah, just especially if you take acid, I guess, with all the neon Whoa. lights.
1: Oh, no, no, that sounds like a terrible idea. <laughs> all right, well, uh, you got any got any closing statements?
0: These are all great games, and if you have a chance to try any of them, I highly recommend it. Like, I may have put yeah. Tales of Iron on, on the bottom of my list, but at the same time, if it's if you have Game Pass and it's on there, Give it a shot. I mean it's 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 a good time. If it's on sale, grab it if you like that style of game. Um any of these, these these are all fantastic, and whether or not they're long or not, you should never look at the price of a game deter or the length of a game versus its price. You should look at it as its entertainment.
1: Well put. Very, very well uh well put across it's they're all worth your time
0: they're no fun some,
1: sometimes when you're looking at the souls franchise you get a dark souls too
0: yes yeah and that's okay cuz sometimes you this, just got to fight through it
1: that is okay to be a dark souls you
0: two. uh you have any other closing statements
1: Narita rita boy, boy! <laughs> that's all for
0: me, folks. All right. That's another episode wrapped up of the Optional Boss Podcast. I've been Josh. This has been Tyler. And we will see you on the next episode.
1: Take care. Mecca Horse. Nada. <laughs> boy.